The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought extra flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and for you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came out and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, it's been a quiet week here in the United States of America. Nothing stressful, nothing intense happening for us. Wrong. It's been a very intense week. It's been a very difficult week for us here in America. And regardless of whether you are one side or another of the political spectrum, I'm sure at some point, like me, you felt some anger or some terrible sadness or some fear. Perhaps, like me, you became a little bit obsessed, a little bit uh, crazy about constantly checking your news blogs to see what was going on. I end this week spent. I feel spent. And I wonder if Jesus might have something to tell us about, about our situation, about me feeling spent in particular. Jesus tells a story about, about a, a wedding. And we don't know exactly how the wedding rituals worked in Jesus' day, but it was probably something like this. The, the groom started out in the father's house, and there were some rituals there, some prayer rituals. And then the, broom, the groom would, would process to the bride's house to fetch the bride. And then the groom and the bride would go together to their new home. And at some point on the road were these probably teenage girls, probably the sisters and the cousins of, of the groom to greet. And it was a joyful thing. They were greeting them with light, sh shining a light on the groom in a joyful way, lighting up the way for the groom and showing the whole world the groom through the light that they're shining on the groom. It's clear that Jesus is telling us that you and I 
are meant to shine our light on the groom, the groom being Jesus, that when Jesus Christ comes, both in the last day, but also every day, any day of our life, any moment of our life that we see, what we come to recognize the presence of the Lord, we shine our light on the groom, that the Lord has given each of us a light and that we're meant to spin that light, to spin the oil of the lamp shining on the groom. And the, the foolish ones, the foolish ones spent all their oil. They, they, they squandered their light. They, they spent their light shining on everything but the groom, such that by the time the groom came, there was none to be had. They had nothing left to shine on the groom. The wise ones, on the other hand, made sure that they were ready, made sure that, that their light, their attention, their heart, their soul, everything shined upon the groom. They, they made sure that they had their lights ready to shine on the groom whenever the groom would show up, even if the groom were delayed. The foolish were spent. I am spent. So it makes me wonder which group I'm in. St. Paul talks about if you will, the foolish Christians and the wise Christians as well. In Philippians chapter 3, he says of the foolish Christians, he says that their minds are occupied, preoccupied with the things of the earth. And he says of the wise Christians, he says two things. He says, they are citizens of heaven. They know themselves to be citizens of heaven. And secondly, he says that they are awaiting, always awaiting, the coming of their Savior, the Bridegroom. If I spend my whole week preoccupied with an earthly thing like the U.S. election, then I know what group I'm in. If I spend my whole week more concerned about my citizenship in the United States than my citizenship in heaven, then I know what group I'm in. If I spend my whole week more concerned waiting and waiting for the results of this state or that state in the election, rather than waiting for my Savior to come, then I know what group I'm in. And now I know why I'm spent. I've squandered my light. I've shined my light on something that wasn't the groom. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we should be politically inactive on the contrary, I believe that Christians should be active. I think we're called by God to be politically active. It's important that we, we do our prayers and that we as Christians, from our Christian perspective, participate in the political process, of course. And so, yes, I will sign the petition. Yes, I will join this political movement or that one based on the discernment of my prayer. I will do what Jesus tells me to do. I will give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, sincerely. I will give to Caesar, enthusiastically, my vote. But I will not give to Caesar my light. I will not give to Caesar my heart. I will not give to Caesar my soul. My light, my heart, my soul, that belongs to the indisputed ruler of the universe. And so I'm going to save my light for that. 
there's a story about about three Jesuits who were friends and they're, they're sitting at, at the dinner table and two of them are, are in a heated argument about some controversial topic. I don't know if you know this about Jesuits, but we all have strong opinions and there's, a, there's an expression, two Jesuits, three opinions. We're constantly, we're constantly debating and, and arguing about one thing or another, one, one topic or another. And these, these two Jesuits are debating one another and it's getting a bit heated. They're getting a bit angry with one another and they're getting a higher and higher pitched argument. And the third one is just sitting there with a goofy grin on his face. He's not saying anything at all. And as they get more and more angry and they start to get to the level of yelling at each other, finally one of them turns to the third one and he says, why are you so silent? How do you feel about this topic? And the third one smiled and he said, you know, I was so excited about the resurrection, I forgot to think about that. That was a wise Christian. He's knows that he's a citizen of heaven. He's waiting for the Savior, Jesus Christ, and he's not preoccupied with the things of the earth. I wish I were like him. I wish I'd spent my week more concerned with my citizenship in heaven. But I am spent. But there's good news, and the good news is this. We have a God of second chances. Actually, we have a God of second and third and fourth and fifth chances. And so if I didn't do it right this past week, I have another chance. This week, I can focus on my citizenship in heaven. This week, I can wait for my Savior. This week, I can shine the light on my Lord Jesus Christ when he shows up here and there. If only, if only there was some place I could go to replenish the oil. If only there was some place I can go to get refreshed, to refill the oil in my lamp. And there is. And that's why you and I are here. That's why we keep coming back week after week. If you are spent like me, if you have no more oil in your lamp, then come to the table. And the Lord will refill your lamp and give us another chance to shine our light on the Lord himself.